0: Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. I'm Jill. And I'm, I'm Tara. I'm frozen. Are you oh, frozen? Yeah. I'm. Oh, there we go. Okay, I'm not frozen
1: anymore. So yeah, I'm Jill, <laughs> and I'm Tara. And Jill, you need to have a little pep in your step. We sound a low. Do you have your caffeine this
0: morning? What is going on? I didn't have enough caffeine, to be honest. I really didn't. <laughs> I've been like slacking on the caffeine. I have to say so. Well,
1: I can tell. So um, we have Allie Barnes from R3 Built here. And you know, I love you, Allie, like you are phenomenal. And not only at what you do, but what you speak about, I think is really profound. So Jill really wanted to have you on because she's obsessed with these wellness challenges, and we want to get to the bottom of that. And okay. So like, understand. I'm not obsessed, but Ali, let's start. Just, just refresh. Cause I know
0: you've been on before, but just refresh our listeners memory and tell us what you do.
2: All right. So my background was always medicine. I was in the hospitals. I was saving lives that way until I realized, holy crap, I had to change a lot of stuff in my life in order to save my life and do a lot of preventative. So my goal is to not let anyone get and have to kind of shovel against the tide. It's do all of the wellness, all of the fitness, all of the lifestyle that basically allows us to have a happy life without as much caffeine, still smiling. And I love that you're obsessed with the wellness challenges, Jill. I feel like I'm going to be one of your big advocates here, Harry. <laughs> you might be you might join her boat after this. You never know.
0: Okay, so. I am not it's not that I'm obsessed with wellness challenges and that I want to go do a million of them I'm I just am noticing the large number and range of wellness challenges that are out there and I need someone to help us like sort through it so you know everything from you know all you, it's, it's like back to like the 1970s or 80s, like where it's like the grapefruit diet. You just, just eat grapefruit like every day for three weeks and you'll lose 50 pounds, you know, or, you know, we're just going to do weights, weight training for two weeks, seven days a week. Like just there's so, or there's like, we're going to do a juice cleanse or owl that, you know, or any of these like packaged cleanses or the cleanses that aren't a cleanse, but it's sort of a cleanse. Like Prolon is like sort of like a cleanse. And then there's like, you know, cardio challenges and hip challenges and so many challenges. I'm feeling very challenged,
2: <laughs> challenged figuring out the challenges.
0: So like, you know? What I want to know is how does one make sense of this landscape of the various challenges that hit you in your face when you go on social media or on the web or wherever, um, how do you think about what is right for you? How do you sort of qualify the challenges? Like, is this, is this even something that is healthy and good for me? Um, and then how do you think about that post-challenge? So so I've eaten grapefruit for 400 days and lost 5,000 pounds. And then what happens? Okay, I think I'm, that was a really big diatribe, but you can see I'm very passionate about this
2: <laughs> issue. I love this. So I love how well you set this up. You would think we planned this, but the grapefruit diet, right? And going back to just that one thing. So data, right? So I'm a super science nerd. My background is science, um, went into medicine. Then I went into functional medicine. And the one thing that you really have to remember, there's not one quote unquote diet, one food or one exercise regimen that's good for everybody, right? So if someone's super famous, a diet work for them, great but they don't have the same physiology, biology background as you do. So finding the best one for you is ideal. The great thing about challenges is they're short and they're habit changing, right? So you get to learn something new. You get to go all in. You get surrounded like by a community. So I love them. We also have one coming up in September. What I like more is consistency. So we have this like crazy sad education in the health world in the United States that says you got to ride a Peloton seven days a week to be quote unquote in shape. And if you look at it, especially for women of our age, right, anybody over 30, you should not be doing cardio heavy seven days a week. Your thyroid, your adrenal, and every hormone in your body will be pissed. You will do more damage than you will look good in the long run. When you're really resilient and you're training for multi-athlete sports in college and high school, it's a different animal. But as we age, we need to create the balance that we want, and sometimes that comes along with getting a swack and starting a challenge. Right? If you need a jump start, a challenge is an awesome place to start. Overall, there is nothing you can do for your health that is more cardio protective preventative, health protective when it comes to diabetes, when it comes to Alzheimer's, when it comes to brain and body health, then physical activity, but doing it in the right amount and recovering, right? So if your short-term challenge can get you off that couch and lose that 10 pounds so that you'll want to stay doing something, great. But it's pretty much like if you roll something out and it's seven days a week and you can only eat a morsel of food and you're gonna work out really hard. That's not sustainable, right? Look, think of any of the diets. They're not sustainable. So it's finding some sort of balance.
1: So basically, you believe a challenge is good as a motivator to a lot of people to get kickstarted in changing their habits. But maybe it's maybe it's not a good thing to do all the time, but once in a while. Is that kind of what you're saying?
2: Yeah. So I love the idea. If you were to do a challenge all the time, that's called consistency. Good for you. But generally, a challenge is all in, right? For you to try to balance work and life and children and animals and all the things we talk about, as well as go all in on a challenge, you're going to be left exhausted. So truly, if you're going to look at that kind of bright spot, physical activity in, I'd say, moderate intensity with weight training three days a week consistently is your fountain of youth, right? So we have not proven anything in science. There's no pill. There is no other modality, not even nutrition, and I am I have a PhD in nutrition that can give you the fountain of youth going forward than that sort of work really hard, heavy for you weights so we can practice muscle-centric medicine, right? In the United States, we, we practice reducing obesity, which is fair because we are one of the most, if not the most obese, developed nation in the world. But if you take one step back from that and you go with muscle-centric medicine, the more muscle your body houses at all times, neurologically, will allow your bones to be stronger, will allow balance in your body, will reduce your chance of diabetes, but it'll also burn more fat even while you're sleeping. So I love challenges in the short-term, Tara, yes, to learn some new habits and find what works for you.
0: So along those lines, the what you're talking about with Muscle and and you know combining sort of weight bearing activity with um with a little bit of cardio etc. I'm doing this challenge right now, which is not a it's, not, it's my own challenge. It's not really like a set challenge, but I'm trying to eat more protein because Correct. Correct. I I I've been tracking my protein and it is actually incredibly difficult for me to hit like the goal that I think I'm supposed to be hitting, which I'm like that seems just unrealistic for me. But when you think, so when you say there's not a single thing and I'm not saying like protein is the answer for sure, but I just, I'm aware of the fact that my, I don't eat enough. I don't think I eat enough protein. How do you think about incorporating certain like macros into your into your regimen?
2: So love this question. And you um, definitely are far more um, in tune and apt to kind of what is, forefront of health and wellness and science right now and it is you know forever we were like oh women need half the amount of their ideal weight in protein if you look at it as we age in order to keep up our tissue and our lean tissue mass effectively heal regenerate because we don't regenerate like we used to when it comes to cellular level we have to increase our protein so my favorite and i've studied every equation but if i'm going to lump one equation for the masses, for a woman, say, age over 40 years old, it would be 75% of your ideal weight in protein each day. That being said, I can change your life and have you lose weight without doing anything by just changing around your macros. Do you know that if you eat a minimum of 30 grams of protein at breakfast, which is usually the hardest meal to get it at, You will be fuller, longer for the rest of the day. You'll digest better. Protein takes as many calories, not that I love calories, so please don't think that I'm tracking on those, but it takes as many calories to digest protein as it does going into your body. So if you're talking about the grapefruit diet, protein diet is pretty much that. I don't want you to overprotein, right? There's actually no data, and I've looked at the most recent data when it comes to kidney and neurology that shows that there's kidney dysfunction. I've heard this before when people say high protein diet, kidney, there's actually no definitive data on that currently. So getting 30 grams of clean protein and your protein matters where it comes from, right? Clean protein as your first meal of the day. That doesn't mean it has to be breakfast. If you don't eat breakfast and you intermittent fast, great. Just your first meal of the day, 30 grams of protein. That would be an amazing challenge. I am concerned about your first and last meal, your middle meal. If you're having a third meal, that one is, is a little bit of a give me compared to the other two. So first meal, last meal, highest protein. I love that yeah. you're doing that right now.
1: And so when you talk about protein, can you give a, I mean, obviously when you think of protein, you think of chicken, but what are you, what's in your mind when you think protein? Cause I bet it's a little different than what mine is.
2: So... You know, very accurate on chicken. So it depends if you eat meat or not. If you don't, I'll have a whole separate podcast for that because there's ways to get there. But it's very difficult to get complete proteins if you're not a meat eater. So if we're talking the regular standard American diet, yes, meat. But your meat, it's not what you eat. It's what your meat ate. So if your chicken is sitting in a warehouse with thousands of chicken being fed corn only and there's feces everywhere... That's a pretty dirty meat that we're putting in our body, especially if we're increasing our protein, right? So we wanna have pasture raised chicken. They're out having bugs, having grass, vitamin D, sunlight's getting on them. Pasture raised cows, right? Pasture raised eggs from the chicken. If you have a neighbor with a farm or just chickens out backyard, that's your best bet. So I am very much a fan of half the time, my first meal of the day is my leftover dinner, right? I'll throw an egg on top of it maybe.
1: But I mean, Doug. I know
0: Tara, I know Tara has, <laughs> has a lot of chickens in the backyard that Kevin
1: goes out and slays yeah, for. Her. I would, just, I would <laughs> rather have chickens than a dog. Like I literally, <laughs> a pet, a pet, pet chicken. A chicken. If only dogs <laughs> laid eggs. That yeah. If our chickens provide food, they could be in my ha- or uh, they could be part of the family.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, the I, thing is, though, like Allie... The, I so I've been eating a lot of chicken. I get so sick of chicken. Like it's like chicken, low fat cottage cheese, low fat, uh, like Greek yogurt. I'm I'm like uh, tuna, but I'm so I actually find it easy to get protein first thing in the morning because it's like I can have bra- I can have egg whites, I can have like more breakfast yogurt, breakfasty stuff. And then I do chicken or tuna or something, but I'm like so sick. I can't eat that much chicken. That's why it's like so hard for me to get up there in protein.
2: If it makes you feel better. I despise chicken. Since I was <laughs> pregnant with my first child, the smell of it. And the oh. so I get plenty of protein without it. And there's a lot of hacks too, but don't be afraid of the fat. So when you say egg whites, mm-hmm. three eggs, right? 24 grams. Yeah. So we actually had to take that off the American Heart Association website because we used to study the egg yolk and we were like holy crap it's full of cholesterol yeah. then we studied the actual perfect food together with the white and it negates it hmm.
0: so That's it's interesting. an interesting
2: thing they pulled the cholesterol relation off of the AMA um, website hmm. because of that so not that i should you should be having you know 20 eggs every day yeah, but on. there's a balance and everything but make sure you do have some of the egg yolks even if you're you know get two egg yolks three egg yolks and then add whites to it to increase your protein content because that's the vitamin D that helps, you know, vitamin D controls every hormone in your body, cholesterol is a hormone. So we're, we're really kind of chicken or the egg on this one, not no pun intended, but having balance in there and, and having fat. And, you know, if it's a lot of white chicken and white fish um, that you're eating, don't forget that, you know, we do need a healthy amount of good for you fat um, in our diet. So I was just going to say, I mean, how do you feel about red
1: meat? Because I think that, you know, I particularly don't eat a lot, but sometimes I crave it. And so sometimes I want that steak or whatever. What do you think about like red meat? Do you
2: have? You'll be be super sad or super happy with the statement. So I apologize for half of the people listening to this podcast. So cheeseburger is still my favorite meal on earth. If there was that one last meal, it'd still be a cheeseburger. I eat far more than the more normal human, but they're grass fed right? So one bite of grass-fed beef or steak or hamburger can have up to 50 times the nutrients a traditional steak does. So for women, if you're still menstruating, you lose a good amount of iron. So I generally have women eat red meat the week of their period a little bit more readily or take an iron supplement. If you still do have menses, it's a really important thing to do. Um, A lot of women become Iron deficient on that week. And that basically gives you that I'm exhausted. I don't want to go work out, right? I'm exhausted. I don't want to go make a meal. I'll just order something. So kind of the, the downfall of not having that nutrient. And back to the quote unquote grapefruit diet is, yes, you'll always lose weight, even if it is ice cream, if you eat one thing, but that is because your body is becoming deficient in other vitamins and areas, and it's pulling from your reserves to try to keep yourself in balance. So it's never going to help you in the long run. That immediate tomorrow looks better than today, yes, but um, definitely red meat is a very important nutrients that we don't get through a lot of other food.
0: Okay, so back to challenges. So when you design a challenge at r 3 right do you, what are the hallmarks of a good challenge?
2: Yep. so we have our 30-day fall back to fitness challenge coming up. So we never do a fitness challenge without nutrition. So the really cool thing is, you know, we have one call a week for the four weeks, and the first one is the overview. Hey, here's what you're going to change. They're all simple, doable, and you pick how many you can change this week, right? Maybe you add another next week. So nutrition is such a staple because paired with fitness, there's no easier way to reduce depression, increase your muscle mass, boost your mood, right? Boost your energy. So it is for sure a nutrition-based fitness challenge where weekly nutrition classes, we have six nutritionists at the gym. Um, I always start the challenges just to give the overview, throw me a question. I can always, you know, kind of point you in the right direction for you individually, but overall, there is a really easy way to fuel your body versus you know, count calories or restrict or kind of feel like you're in lack, that when people come out of the challenge, every time they say, I just wish I knew how to eat before. And I wish I knew all this before too, right? I wouldn't have had those 19 extra large pizzas um, in college every day. And so it was definitely one of those things where as we get older and we don't feel as optimal, we decide to make changes, right, Jill? So you're not going to go do a challenge if you feel perfect and invincible it's more like all right you know what I want to feel better than I am and and kudos to you for doing that because a lot of people are happy living status quo and so if you don't like something change it it's a it's a pretty simple you know ability to do and there are like you said so many challenges so ours is three times a week with our functional strength mobility and recovery um, fitness and then as much of the you know Super easy, super implementable nutrition um, add-ons as you can do. So one you guys can do right now. If everybody following this will do this for 30 days, I can guarantee you, you can lose weight. If you have a meal, let's pretend you have chicken, your favorite, broccoli and rice or potatoes on your plate. If for 60 days you eat your broccoli and then your chicken and then your potatoes, you would lose weight. You could change nothing else.
1: Just the order in which you eat it?
2: The order in which you eat it. So the fiber, right? You always want... We're so low on fiber. One of my dissertations said that not even 10% of America gets 20% of the fiber they need, meaning we don't get enough fiber. But fiber, that prebiotic, right? With your probiotics down your intestinal tract, protects the system from that quick hit of insulin that comes from those potatoes or the rice or whatever, you know, basically white starch you might have. So it protects that peak and valley from your insulin, which again, helps you hold on to fat, helps imbalance your hormones. So if you want to just take one raw vegetable, and of course my whole family, I make do this. I mean, even at breakfast, I'm like, go your vegetable, one raw <laughs> vegetable. It can be cooked if you want, if that's what you have leftovers of, but it's easy to grab a raw veggie, grab a raw veggie before every meal you eat for the next 30 days. All quickest, right. easiest thing you can do.
1: It's so easy. And then, what is, so when you eat like this, does it decrease your craving for a sweet after? Because I, that is, I do have a sweet tooth. Not always, but sometimes it's pretty intense.
2: all of you, yeah. But
1: yeah, so does, do you find if you start to eat like this, the craving for a, a sweet decreases?
2: Yeah, so I, in future, all, you know, med school students going through med school, we're taught that we're a cellular being right now, right? But we have hundreds times more bacteria in our body, which is our probiotics, we call them, right? Good and bad bacteria, our microbiome. Our microbiome, when it's out of balance, will have you crave things. So if we're tired, even your brain will say, hey, go get me a, anyone hungry for like a bite of chocolate after dinner? Your body's like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. Sweet tooth kicks in because your brain's like, hey, I'm exhausted, but you're keeping me up. So if you want me to stay up, give me the quickest hit of energy you can and that is sugar. So you'll get that craving. If you're just tired, maybe go to bed. So once you create more of a balanced microbiome by having more fiber, right, more healthy food, less antibiotics in our meat, if we go organic, less, you know, hits to the immune system with toxins, and we can keep that balance better, you'll far less crave sugar.
1: Okay, and one more, because I know we're way over time. we always are. Have alcohol all right not that I'm a big drinker but I'm not gonna lie this summer I definitely you know have more often than I ne. like usually during the year I don't drink at all during the week but you know it's summer so you're more social and so if you're going to eat like this will alcohol affect it if you're not a big drinker you know obviously I'm talking like I have a drink or two maybe two but will it affect what we're talking about
2: yeah so here's the thing I do drink alcohol, so I won't we're not shunning anybody who does. However, alcohol is a toxin. It's a poison. So when it does go down your intestinal tract, we do kill off some good bacteria, right? Think of how we sterilize things in the operating room. We use alcohol. So it's definitely a poison and everything is a balance. But so is the antibiotics that you went and got a piece of chicken at a restaurant, right? So there's so many things. Never get overwhelmed by, I can't, I can't, I can't. Just more keep everything in balance. The more you can cook at home, the better. The less alcohol you can drink, the better. Again, if you're going to go alcohol, just don't do high sugar too. So maybe a tequila, a clear tequila or vodka with water or soda water. Mm-hmm. So everything adds up. It's like picturing like a box. And if you put a little alcohol in it, it's not full, right? If you put a little bit of stress from your job or you haven't worked out in a while and you fill up that box. Now we're, we're causing some trauma in our body, but everything is balanced. So Jill's out there killing her challenges and has a couple drinks. She's still in balance, right?
1: Well, I think I'm all good because I've been drinking vodka also.
2: <laughs> 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 Woo, I passed the challenge. Sarah leaves eating red meat and drinking vodka and here I thought I was helpful.
1: <laughs> no, it's been very helpful. Jill, do you feel like you've gotten your questions answered? I do. I mean, I could go, I could ask you
0: so many more questions, but I want to be respectful of your time. So I love thank it. you, you so
1: much.
2: Jill, I'm proud of that. your challenges. Add the vegetable challenge. <laughs> and yes. if you guys have any interest, Milton has our fitness and nutrition challenge at Rebuilt and would love to have you guys join in. You can also do it virtually if you just want to do the nutrition components from home.
1: Perfect. And how do people reach you again? Can you remind so us?
2: It's Rebuilt.com, which is R3BILT.com. And you can give us a call, drop us an email, or just stop on in.
1: Thank you, Allie. It's always good to have you. Good Thank job. You,
2: Thanks, guys, for having me. Bye.